Alright, hello, welcome back to the Thomas Fitch Sports Show, I'm Thomas Fitch. Okay, so, I was not planning on doing this episode, um, but then I turned on First Take this morning, um, and Stephen A. Smith, um, and Max Kellerman, they both pissed me off, so, I'm gonna talk a little bit about that, get maybe a little bit animated, we'll see what happens. Um, so basically it was a couple of different things, first of all, I just hate Stephen A. Smith, um, I think he's a terrible He's just terrible at his job. Um, so we'll talk about that. Uh, Max Kellerman said that some things that I really disagree about, about golf as a sport. Um, and as a golfer, I want to clarify my definition of is golf a sport or not. Um, and then we might wrap up with some Texas football if we have time. Anyways, to start it off, so what happened today on first take. So they were talking about Jay Cutler um, and... You know, he signed with the Dolphins, one-year, $10 million deal. Um, and the question was, does signing Jay Cutler make the Dolphins a playoff team? Now, remember, they won 10 games last year with Ryan Tannehill, average, middle-of-the-pack quarterback. They have good receiving core, good running back, good defense. And Will Kane, uh, he was just a guest on the show. Uh, he goes on and says, I do think that it makes, you know, the Dolphins a playoff team. Well, Stephen A. Smith disagreed, and it wasn't just that he said, you know, I disagree with you, and here's why. He just said, you are wrong. I have the facts. You are wrong. And then he, you know, said some white privilege BS. Anyways, my main argument with him is that he just, everything he says, it's kind of like people in politics these days and the problem with it. He believes everything he says is right, and everybody else is wrong. And, you know, he's always riled up on the show, and I think that's, he's terrible. I absolutely hate listening to him, but it's kind of fun to listen to him. Uh, You don't learn anything from sports, it's just him yelling. And that's, that's the only reason he has the show, is because it's, you know, it's fun for people to watch him yell. But as far as him being a good sports analyst, he's just terrible. Um... All, all he does is yell, all he, all he does is say, no, you're wrong, I'm right. I mean, everybody likes to do their Stephen A. impression, here's mine, you're wrong, I'm right, here's why. And it's not even, it's just, it's, it's the most annoying, frustrating thing. Um, and he wouldn't even let, you know, he keeps going on, he, keep, he has to get the last word. You know, I mean, this is a grown man, acting like a, you know, an eight-year-old, you know, or a five-year-old. And it's just, you know, it's embarrassing to me that ESPN would have these kind of people. You know, I mean, that's always been a dream job. Work for ESPN, work on one of these talk shows. But, you know, when you see people like Stephen A. Smith who are just, I mean, there are so many people who don't like him. But he is on there because he is annoying, which is kind of funny. And he brings up the race card every chance he can. And that, to me, is really frustrating. Um, and then they started talking about, um, uh, you know, they put, someone put out a list of the top 50 black athletes of all times. Tiger Woods was left off. And so they were talking about, is that right? Should Tiger Woods be on the list? Should he not? And Max Kellerman said, absolutely not. Tiger Woods is not, should not be on there because he plays golf and he's not an athlete. And as a golfer former high school golfer myself, you know, 
that's definitely been something where I've been like, well, you know, I've always thought it's a sport, but, you know, everybody's like, no, it's not. And, you know, Will Kane then came in and was like, well, you know, I actually think he is an athlete because I think golf is a sport, and by definition, that makes him an athlete. And so my take on golf is if you're playing it competitively, whether it's high school or college or pro or just, you know, in, a, in tournaments, you're playing it for a sport. However, when you're just going out and hitting the links on Saturday with your, you know, with your buds, it's a hobby. And so I think it can be both a sport and a hobby. And I think that's how, you know, it is, it's hard to, you know, determine our golfers athletes, but especially someone like Tiger Woods, someone who the reason he's not playing today is because he worked out like a Navy SEAL and like a football player because he wanted to feel like an athlete. (laughs) I mean, he, if there was one golfer who was ever the, the closest golfer to being an athlete, if you do not consider golf a sport, it's Tiger Woods. Because that guy was a physical specimen. And the way he was able to win tournaments and just be as dominant as he was shows that he is an athlete. And he should be in the top 10 because of what he did for golf and how dominant he was. Um, and the other thing that they brought up, which I absolutely, absolutely disagreed with, um, was, uh, um, you know, the kind of the race card of, you know, is he completely black because he calls himself, you know, Cablasian or whatever because he's Caucasian, black, and Asian and Indian. I mean, he's a mixture of a lot of races, okay? And so Max Kellerman was saying, well, maybe he's not completely black. And, well, Kang goes, well, you know, not everybody's going to be 100% black on that list. Mm -hmm. So, but then, of course, Stephen A. Smith has to go, oh, I speak for the black community, you know, because believe it or not, uh, Stephen A. Smith is the Lorax for black communities. He speaks for them all. Okay. He is their spoke. He's the Moses of them. He speaks for them. And he says, as you know, we, as the black community, we hate Tiger Woods. Now, I promise you, if I was to make a poll on Twitter and say, people in the black community hate Tiger Woods because he says he's Cablasian because it's true. You know, that's, that's what he is. What, you know, do you hate him? And I promise you, 100%, I I promise you, probably over 50% would not say that they hate him for that. You know, and just the fact that he has to bring up that race card. And and then here's the worst part, is the the female host of the show, Molly Kierman, uh, who generally, I don't, I don't know. Sometimes I'm frustrated with her because I feel like she just kind of agrees with whatever kind of BS that Max and Steven spit out. But she even disagreed. She goes, you know what? I, I don't think you can say that you speak for, you know, the whole, you know, any kind of community, you know, because you're one person. And he disagreed with that. And he goes, no, no, no. And she's like, okay, we got to move on. And he would not let her move on. He had to have, he had to have the final word. And that is just unbelievable for a professional, you know, a professional who, you know, is at, you know, basically that's, you don't get much better than a talk show on ESPN, you know, as when you're, you know, with that kind of personality, that's kind of what I would think is, would be a dream job. And to be that immature on that kind of show on a, you know, on a major network is just unprofessional, um, and embarrassing, you know, and I cannot believe that ESPN still lets him be on there. But of course, that brings in ratings because people 
Love to see him do that. Love to see him just get ticked off at every single solitary thing in the world. And so that's basically my beef with him. Um, and going back to the whole Jay Cutler thing, uh, I, I will answer that question of, of do I think that um, Jay Cutler will make the Dolphins a playoff team? I think sure he can. You know, is he the greatest? Is he a good quarterback? No, but he is a decent quarterback. You know, if if I would I would say he's a top thirty-two quarterback in the league. Okay, top thirty-two, and when you consider there aren't many. I mean, that's basically top thirty-two in the world. That's still a good quarterback. You know, and when you put him with all his offensive, tar- you know, again he's. I don't even want to call him great or good because he's not good. He's, he's, he's a bad quarterback. But you give him all these targets. You give him a coach that he's familiar with, a system that he's familiar with, a good defense. He, if, if they can manage him right, he does not have to do a lot to lead the team. All he has to do is be a game manager, be an Alabama quarterback, let the running back, let the receivers, let the defense do their job. And you just stand back and complete a couple passes and avoid turnovers. Will he do that? I don't know. But if he does that, I absolutely believe that they can be a playoff team. Especially when you have the Jets and the Bills in your division. So that's that on, that's my take on the Jay Cutler situation. All right, moving on to Texas football. Uh, another commit uh, this week for Texas. They just seem you get, you get a new one each week. Um, this one, Keandre Coburn who is a four-star defensive lineman, number 75 in the class, according to scout.com. And again, Herman is dominating, absolutely dominating the recruits. That is Texas's 13th recruit in the ESPN uh, Top 300. So, you know, that's good. He keeps keeps bringing in recruits. Um, But I keep saying, it's kind of the theme, if you don't win... um, you're not going to be able to keep him. You know, that's that's the fact of the matter. Um, and going back to the real team, there have been a couple injuries as practices started uh, and is getting underway. Uh, Malcolm Roach has a toe sprain. Um, Herman said that's not a big deal. Uh, won't sideline him, and he should be good to go for the opener. Um, and Jason Hall, who uh, former starting safety, now he's a backup, he uh, was uh, injured. He had a concussion. Uh, and so, uh, no word yet on how long that will hold him out. But, you know, you've seen some good, I've seen some good reports from the practice. Um, the players, uh, I think Herman's been happy with the effort, um, just, and just the way that players have looked. Uh, you know, when I saw just a lot more livelihood, um, and I think what it seems to me is that the off-season work that they had, um, really paid off, and now the players are looking good. They're looking healthy, um, and so that's always good to see. Um, so the first game is in Maryland, or not in Maryland, against Maryland uh, in Austin, uh, September 2nd, um, and it's, we get closer to that. We'll probably talk more about that, break it down, but, you know, I remember last year when Texas was going into that Cal game, um, and that was 2-0. You beat Notre Dame, you know, uh, 
But the big question was, and I remember reading things saying, you know, Texas has been good against big, big opponents, you know, top 25, but they haven't been great against the kind of 50 to 100 ranked teams, the power five teams who, you know, are probably going to make it to a bowl game, maybe six, seven, eight win teams. Games you should be able to win if you can beat top 25 teams, but that Texas really hasn't. And so I think that's why it's big. Starting off against Maryland, let's say that would be a huge it's a momentum builder. And it can also kill momentum. If you beat them, it's like, all right, we got this. You know, kind of warm up because, you know, they're better than playing, you know, Sam Houston State Tech whatever for the blind. But, you know, they're also not, it's not starting off against USC when you're kind of a little rusty. Um, and so it is going to be a big game to get some momentum going and, you know, see if you can't figure out the offense, get a good rhythm you know, get used to Herman's new system um, before USC two weeks later. All right, that is going to be bring us to the end of the show. Um, probably next week we'll probably be looking more uh, more in depth at the Texas Maryland matchup, um, or maybe we'll be talking more about Stephen A. If I keep watching that show that I hate. Anyways, thanks for watching or listening from the Thomas Fitch Sports Show. I'm Thomas Fitch. See you next week.